This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join our guest for the start of the week. It's Kelvin Wong in Singapore. Kelvin, how are you? Hey, hi, Johnny, and Happy New Year. Good to see you again. Yes, absolutely. Happy New Year. This is the first time we have spoken in 2024. Uh, Before we talk about the week ahead, I wanted to get a picture from you regarding the markets where you are and what's happening in Asia Pacific. Sure. So maybe let us start with the benchmark stock indices first. So today in Asia, we have a pretty bearish day for China and its related uh, benchmark stock indices. So the China CSI 300 is down negative 1.3%. They're followed by the proxy, which is the Hansing index down negative 1.9%. And as well as the Hansing tech, which comprises of the China big techs with the likes of Alibaba and Tencent down close. In fact, down by a whopping negative 3%. So the ongoing negative uh, sentiment in this uh, China and its proxy benchmark stock indices is primarily driven by this uptick in geopolitical risk premium in Asia. Why? Because uh, this coming Saturday, we do have a kind of important uh, Taiwan presidential election. And at this point in time, there's actually odds, I would say the opinion polls and even the odds are leading towards the uh, candidate from the pro-democratic party, which is uh, this uh, DPP, Democratic Progressive Party in short, and also ahead of the uh, results of this coming Saturday uh, Taiwan presidential election, the China authorities actually uh, slapped this uh, sanction, uh, five US defense firms on this uh, alleged uh, Taiwan arms sales. So that actually uh, give a bit of risk of sentiment at the start of this week in this China stock market and the Hong Kong stock market. And on the other hand, if you look at the FX market over here, we start to see signs of dollar strength dissipating that we witnessed at the start of last week, the first week of the trading year. So what we could see right now over here is uh, due to this uh, hangover from this exposed non-farm payroll data. So the dollar that that is actually, if I look at the dollar a major pair, the one that is performing the strongest is against the dollar yen. So the dollar yen rose to a high of 3.5% uh, based on the five-day rolling performance. And right now, it has starts to uh, dissipate to around 2.5%. So based on this five-day rolling performance as of uh, right now, the reason being we see start this earlier dollar strength dissipating, easing off is due to the fact that if we dive deeper into last Friday's non-farm payroll data, yes, we do see the headline numbers very rosy, it'd be expectation. However, if you look at other components of the data, like the labor force participation rate, where it actually declined by 0.3 percentage point to 62.5% in December. So that's the largest money decline in almost three years. And also the full-time employment data decreased uh, to 133196k in December from 134727k in November. That's the steepest drop since April 2020. So all in all, right, we start to see it's a rather uh, mixed jobs report, which has indicated that the prior U.S. Federal Reserve interest rate hike cycle had started to inflict uh, some adverse impact on the U.S. labor market, which in turn keeps the expectation of a Fed dovish pivot alive in 2024. 
Let's look to the week ahead. And um, we've got a slew of uh, CPI numbers from uh, all parts of the world, starting tomorrow, I think, in Japan, but Australia and the United States at the end of the week as well. Yes, precisely. So uh, what we could see, especially for tomorrow, for those traders who are pretty much focusing on the yen crosses. So yeah, we do have the leading Tokyo CPI data. So usually the Tokyo CPI data is something like a barometer for the nationwide CPI data in Japan. So for Tokyo CPI data tomorrow, the one that traders should actually be paying attention to will be the uh, CPI excluding food and energy so that's the core rate in japan so based on last month november's release on the core core rate so the core core rate as in fact has starts to actually uh dip down as well uh from a high previously of around four percent in august 2023 it slowly has starts to inch downwards towards 3.8 percent then followed by 3.6 percent in November. So uh, market is also expecting around this range of 35 to 3.6% ahead of tomorrow release. But what's interesting over here is that within the core uh, CPI component, there's this uh, services component. That means if we dive down deeper into this, we segmented it to, according to services. So the Tokyo C- services uh, CPI data, in fact, has been on the rise uh, since late last year, or I would, say in the, in the, I would say the second half of last year, where November figure actually uh, rose to 3% year on year. So that's actually the fastest pace of increase since November 1994 will be pretty much interesting to see whether this uh, rate of services prices for Tokyo continue to raise as rate hot leading on into December from November rate hot figure. So with a very resurgence of putting away that uh, acceleration of services prices in Tokyo, that could actually also lead to a leading indicator that uh, wages could potentially be on the rise as well or in 2024. So that could be kind of a signal for Bank of Japan to be much more uh, forceful in giving a uh, clearer guidance uh, ahead in H1 2024 of this uh, removal of this uh, short-term negative interest rate that has been in Japan since 2016. And in fact, fact one of the the only developed nation in globally right now to only have short-term interest rate at this point in time. And on top of uh, CPI data, we do have the Australia CPI data as well that is coming this Wednesday. So that will be the monthly CPI data for the month of November. Annualized, it will be at 4.4%. So that's also expecting a deceleration of inflation in Australia from 4.9% that was seen in the month of November. And also, lastly, will be the all-important CPI data, focusing on the core inflation rate that's excluding food and energy. So for the month of December, market is expecting a further slide to 3.8% year-on-year from 4% year-on-year in November. So uh, if CPI data US continue to inch down much uh, lower within market expectations, so that's actually coming very close to around, yeah, almost to a two-year low at 3.8%, so that's below 4%. That will actually kind of a increase the expectation of this uh, Fed dovish pivot to be enacted in 2024, which could actually potentially see uh, another leg of dollar weakness coming back into the market again. And possibly a rate cut in March. 
Yes, precisely. So if you look at the current interest rate futures expectation in US using the CME Fed Watch 2, market is still pricing in a rally high number, about 63% chance of a first rate cut to come in March. So that's kind of tempered off earlier on, uh, around 80% that was seen much earlier towards the last week of December. And finally, we're seeing the beginning of uh, earnings season. What sticks out for you? Yeah, sure. So if you look at the earnings seasons, it's actually up for US again, the Q4 earnings season. So that could be uh, pretty much a start of another volatile multi-week situation for the US benchmark stock indices. So we will kickstart the US uh, Q4 earnings season this coming Friday with the key major financials to watch out for JP Morgan. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, and Citigroup, they'll be all reporting ahead of the normal U.S. Uh, cash session. That means before the U.S. stock market open on Friday. So something to keep an eye watch for, for traders who are pretty much focused on the U.S. benchmark stock indices. Okay, very good. Very interesting. Kelvin Wong, Awanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.